Oh yes, as promised, we have One Electronics Madibe online. My studio producer Jay Howboy finally got him and he is available and ready. We're gonna take on the interview right after playing this song. In the background is a song produced by Tronics, a song called Umu B. He released this one independently and this song went gold. Yeah man, this song was a big song in South Africa, I can tell you that. A big shout out to Tronix Madibe, Tronix Walefati. song called Umubi by Tronics Madibe. We're going to talk about the origin of Kwaito music. How did he get involved with the music? It's a legendary story. It's a legendary interview. Looking forward to this one. It's going to be something else. Stay tuned. Right after this, we'll be going straight into the interview. Welcome to the limelight segment of our show, where we're bringing some of the best interviews with great personalities from the Amapiano and South African agriculture scene.
Hello, 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 hello. Tronix Walifat, say how are you doing, sir? I'm okay, and you? I'm great. Welcome to the Piano Capital right here on Black Culture Radio. I heard earlier on you had some trouble with load shedding. This load shedding is a problem, man. But I'm glad to have you on the interview. I'm so happy too, man. It's it, it's a it's a blessing to me to be on this uh, big Ama Piano show, you know? Amazing stuff. Now, you've been doing music for quite a while, and I would like you to introduce yourself to the listener. Tell me, who is Tronix Madibe? You know, where are you from, and what are you all about? Uh, yeah, let me start from the, the beginning. Uh, my name is uh, Tronix Madibe. All right. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a South African music producer. So the people turned around and said, no, you are a global music producer. Okay, you know? a global music yeah, producer. Mm, mm, I yeah, like that. that's what the people are, are calling me. <laughs> because of maybe, because of too many hits attached to my to my name. Oh, I don't know why they're calling yes. me that. Yes, I think they are so, right. Yeah, they I'm, are basically, right. Uh, I'm, I'm basically from South Africa in Johannesburg. Mm, yeah, mm, and mm. then uh, I started uh, music in 1995. Okay. Back then. Mm, in mm. the days of, uh, yeah, that was when Kwaito music was born. Yeah. Just when South Africa was coming into the new dispensation, I guess this was the time that you started kicking it into the music. Yes, just a few months after Mandela came in. Wow, know? wow, quite a historical then time. We, Yes, and, and, and even YFM was born by then. So all these things, they, they're having the same history together, Mandela and all this. Mm, you know, mm. quite the music being born in 1995, you know. Amazing stories. We'll, we'll definitely get back to that. Now, there's so much I'd like to speak about. But let's start about talking about, you know, you growing up in the East End, being from Daverton. How was it growing up there as a child? And what influences did you get? And what music did you listen to growing up? Ah, oh, man, you know, growing up was totally, for me, it was a, it was totally different. I was like little bit different from the other guys okay you know my peers would chill in street corners smoke cigarettes and uh, you know pass remarks at girls and what and what and what but <laughs> me I, man I, I grew up in the church you know okay. i was this boy who was just like introvert into the church so my musical experience and the lessons of, of music came from the church like okay. i was a I was a choir conductor. I was a pianist in the church at uh, at International Assemblies of God. Oh, know? okay, all right. So I was a choir choir leader there, mm. and then uh, Lebo Matosa was also there. The late Lebo Matosa was there as a okay. leader, as a lead singer. Mm. Her, her music career was also launched in the church. You know? uh, amazing stuff that you should mention her as well. She was also one of South Africa's greatest female artists. Exactly, man. Mm. Exactly. And um, uh, yeah, so uh, being uh, motivated and groomed from the church. And then when I did my metric, uh, then I went to Vets for, I think, for, for a year. Okay. So, yeah, instead of continuing there with music, I realized that, no, man, this, this verse lessons, they, they're taking me to another direction of classic 
Oh, and jazz, and okay. I'm not that type. Mm. I wanted to be a, a, a dance music producer. Oh, right. So after realizing that I've got all the skills, like the piano skills, I know all the chords, mm. I know everything, com- mm. computer programming, then I said, no, man, I think I should stop here. So it's like I kicked myself out of school, out of vets. Then I went straight to Johannesburg to, to look for a job. Oh, on the music industry. So this is when you went to Johannesburg. Yeah, that's when I went to Johannesburg, realizing that Neman. Okay, I was okay at the church. I was getting more lessons because we were composing those gospel songs and all that, and planning for the church worshiping a, a, a service, you mm. know. Mm. So that side it was okay, but this side of academics, I said no. Let me stop here because now I'm I'm not gonna. I don't want to be a jazz musician or a classical musician. Yeah, that wasn't I wanna your be a, style. A, a, a dance music producer. Yeah, it wasn't my. It was. It wasn't in my heart. So I took a decision that no, because I want to do dance music, and dance music doesn't entails a lot of things. You know, it's 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 it's, a, it's music of party people. Party people don't want to listen to lyrics and you mourning about being dumped or problems in your life. Party music is for. For happy people, as long as it's got two sentences or four, then it's going for five minutes, you know? <laughs> and why, yeah. why so do you prefer when, making music for party people and dance music? What is it that really draws you to making happy music? Maybe because I realized that it doesn't matter what people do. Mm. They end up wanting to dance. Okay. I think I grew up seeing that. <laughs> I like that. You, I like you that. can take it from politics. When they do something... They're talking about politics that do whatever, then they want to dance now. Then mm. they play that music. They mm. don't play gospel or, or set songs of love. Mm-mm. They play dance music. They want to dance. They, they want to dance. You know, I like that. Yeah, so when people, you know, some companies can still deal with Vodacom or MTN or or some banking uh, uh, industry has sealed a, a big deal somewhere. At the end of the day, they're going to throw a party and they're going to play dance music. Yes. And yes. I went to the clubs. In the clubs, they only play dance music. Yes. It doesn't matter whether it's Kwaito or House or Deep House or, or, or Brazilian house music, but it's dance music. So it's, it's all in the same category and genre. Yes. So I realized that when I did my, when I was doing my trick by then, I said, no, you know what? I think... I belong here. Mm. I'm a happy man. I want. I want to be a happy person. I don't want to fall into R&B. No. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Afro soul. You know, they sing sad songs. They're emotional songs that make you wanna cry. No. So I said, no, I don't belong to this. Mm. I belong to this. Uh, you know, in the music industry, you need to choose where you belong. Where you, you can, belong. You can't do everything. I once like that. Once you start to do all genres, once you start to sing everything, then you you don't really know what you want. If you start singing, I'm a piano. Then you sing quiet, you sing hip hop, you sing gospel, mm. you sing, then you don't know where you belong, then mm. you lost, and you're not going to make it for that matter. So, me, I made a choice from the beginning that, no, me, I belong to dance music. I and like for the rest it. of my life, even when I become 90 years old, you I'll still, still be kicking dance music. I like that. Yeah, produce <laughs> dance music. You know, music is not like soccer. In soccer, at the age of 30, they tell you that, no, you're old now, you have to retire. You're yes, old. you can't play anymore. Boys mm. of 20. Can you imagine retiring at 30 years? Man, at 30, you are a youth. That is the beginning of your life. You're and still some, young. some industry is telling you, is telling you, no, it's time for you to retire. 
Now, I, I like I like as well. I like the fact that you're mentioning yeah. that because you see a lot of producers and even artists they find that they're a bit older, maybe they're over their thirties or their forties, and they feel like their dreams can't be reached anymore. They feel like they're late. They have wasted and lost time. What can you say to those types of people? Yeah, you see, sometimes, ne? Some people come to music by default. Okay. Remember, remember that we we have true musicians and true producers, and yes. we have those who came in because they saw Tronics being in the mm. in the limelight. Mm. Then they said, "No, if Tronics can do this, I'm going in." But you see, that wasn't his or her decision from the onset. Maybe he wanted to do something else, but because he's closer to me, she or he is next to me. Then just say, "No, Tronics is here. He will just uh, slot me in. Then I'm a producer." Mm. But as you grow up then it becomes difficult now because you know why it becomes difficult yes because now genres are changing mm. new mm. styles of music and trends comes in now if if you are an originally born producer you will simply adapt to those trends okay. and, and go with the flow okay. and produce but if you are not if you copied someone coming in then when now the music changes into amapiano or adapt. into trap hip hop mm. yeah into trap hip hop now you can't adapt in there and compose those kind of beats because you 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 memorize that one that you started with and you only know that is why you see a lot of artists from, especially from the guaido side mm. they can't adapt to amapiano of which to me amapiano and guaido is the same thing but they just told themselves no I'm a Guaido artist and I'm gonna die being Guaido artist. I'm not gonna change. Even when he sees that his music is no longer earning royalties, I said, no, I remain Guaido artist. So what I'm saying here is to, to answer you, we have naturally born producers and musicians and we have copycats. So copycats are the ones who, who retire at 30, 40 as musicians. They can't cope anymore with the, the, the changes Mm. of the music industry mm. as the music as the sounds and genres in. change mm. Mm. yes that is, that's why it becomes difficult for a lot of people look for me music has changed many a times and yes. I can tell you I produced everything from Kwaito to gospel to house today I'm a piano you see because I can, I can I can adapt things with changes because music is within me I'm like born that. with this thing it's not it's like natural. I'm it comes natural it Mm, mm. Yeah, it's not it's not like I've seen someone doing it, then I want to do it. It's your thing. I like no. that. I like that. Now tell yeah. me, you mentioned uh, the impact and influence of Kwaito on Amapiano. As a producer, let's go into that a bit. What elements do you think were taken from, you know, the predecessor sounds like Kwaito music that went into Amapiano that you can still recognize today when you listen to an Amapiano song? Yeah, you see, there's no... When it comes to uh, Kwaito and Amapiano, me, in my own terms, because I've already, uh, as a producer, mm -hmm. I managed to study those uh, in instrumental elements of Kwaito and, and instrumental elements of Amapiano. Okay. You see, Kwaito, yes. it used to have those high-pitched melodies, mm. you know, like the, those noisy kind of sounds. Those, those high-pitched... But when you and also when you listen to Amapian, we still have those high-pitched melodies. Okay. And Kwaito music was around the tempo. It was from the tempo of 95 until 116. 
Okay, okay. When I look at Ama Piano, it's what, it's what, it, the, the, the standard tempo for Ama Piano is 115. Yes, that's the fastest so for In Kwaito music, yes. In Kwaito music, we, ha- we used to have this loud banging bass, but it wasn't like the one of Ama Piano. It was like a sub bass. Like a warmer bass, a, a thick bass, yes. Yeah, a warm, a warm sub bass mixed with a, 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 mid, a mid-range bass of, Ama, of, of organ. You know? Oh, okay, okay. So, yes. So that was the uh, the 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 the, the quieto bass. It was more like sub with organ, just a little bit of organ mm. there in between there to spice it up to give it that mid range. Yes. Like sound. You know? Yes. But then on ama piano, then is is just a, a lock drum. There's a bass called lock drum. Yes. A lock drum is, I love the lock drum. Lock yeah. drum is yes. A lock drum is originally many many producers. They don't know that. Lock drum is a drum. It's not an instrument. Okay. It was meant to be a drum. It's, it's playing mm. something. Mm. It's a percussive go, go. drum. It's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, it's like a percussive kind of a drum that is to go with congos and hi hats. Okay. And yes. But now, on Ama Piano, we managed to play it as notes. Mm. Like play from C to F to G. On different notes, so it doesn't become a one note yeah. drum anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that it's, it's not one note drum anymore, like mm. jambe, you know? Yes. So the, 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 the piano, they tend that, uh, that, that is why you cannot put it together with a kick. Yes, it has a kick in itself. And it's loud. Yeah. Yeah, it's loud and it has got a kick inside there. Mm. The long drum has a kick. Yeah. That's yeah. why when you put it in your song, you can't put a kick there. You're mm. going to put a kick, but you're going to, it's going to be, your kick is going to sound like, like hi-hats and congo drums it's gonna be soft yes it's kind of like if you put a kick i was yes. saying it's kind of like the 808 you know the 808 in the trap music they have a yes, bass called you, 808. you can yes. you, you can throw in the 808 kick it will definitely it will gel well with the lock drum mm. and there won't be you won't have people complaining from their cars and homes that their speakers are blown okay because okay. they look so now the difference between Kwaito and Amapiano is that the lock drum comes in with power on Amapiano. Mm. And on Kwaito, the music is normal, you know, high-pitched melodies with chords. And then uh, it's just musical. Kwaito is, is musical. Yeah. Amapiano is high-pitched melodies and lock drum. And it's very rough. It's like rough. Mm. But, <laughs> mm. but judging both both genres, I can say Amapiano is a subgenre of Kwaito. Okay. So to me, I'm a piano. To say me, I'm a piano. Again. Is no, you gotta, you gotta really say that again because a lot of people will <laughs> agree with you, and some people will disagree with you. Yes. Say that again for me. Yes, I'm a piano. Yeah. It's a subgenre of quieto. Okay. You see. Mm. So if, if there was no quieto, there, there, there would be no ama piano. If there was no quieto, there would be no ama piano because listen to the to the, the to the to the way they rhyme in their verses. Yes. To the, the way they rhyme in their hooks. Yes. The way they put their their rap kind of rhyming into Amapiano. It's just it's the same as Kwaito. Mm. It's only that Amapiano comes in with a loud lock drum. Yeah. Then it it only it only the but the tempo is the same. The rhyming of the the the, 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 the arrangement of the words and the hooks is the same as that of Kwaito. So what you're and saying me, is I'm that the fastest tempo of Kwaito became, you know, the fast, you know, standard tempo for Amapiano because the range was from 96 to 116 and Amapiano kind of like plays between 112 to 115 as well. 
Yes, yes, mm. yes, exactly. Mm. Exactly. So the tempo doesn't uh, vary that much. So if you are a clever DJ, you can, in your set, you can fuse Amapiano and Kwaito songs. You play Kwaito, you play Amapiano, you play Kwaito. Yes. That's what I'm going to I'm gonna do, actually, because I've been doing a lot of practicing these days. No, great stuff. So one no. day when I, go, when, I, when I go out there to DJ, I'll just... Know, mix them together. Yeah, meet. do that. There will be it's pretty one in the same thing, man. Yes, and this is what yeah, we are doing right, on yeah. this show. Uh, we've been playing some, you know, Amapiano songs, but also playing some of your Kwaito songs, and it's been gelling quite nicely, you know, into the show. Oh yes, mm. exactly. That's what I. That, that's what I was saying. That to me, really, I mean, Amapiano is Kwaito. I don't know people who say no, Amapiano is not Kwaito. Then I would ask them, what is the difference? The rhyming is the same. Yeah. The melodies, the picking of melodies, and is all the same. It's only that Kwaito used to have that kick, which is not on Amapiano, and the lock drama is not on Kwaito. But you know, it's only those few two elements, or three differences. That are... Yeah, yeah. Now, thank yeah, you for sharing yeah. that because you know it's important. Tonight we are celebrating Kwaito's influence on South African music, but also looking at Kwaito's influence on Amapiano. So I think you are the right person as a producer who worked on Kwaito from the onset to be able to actually yes. say what you're saying in this regard. Now, I know you have worked with a yeah. lot of people in, in the industry and the list is endless, but do you mind sharing a few names of artists and DJs that you have worked with? You know, I know that the list is long. I've actually checked your resume. It's amazing. But yeah, how many yeah, artists? No, uh, I don't know how many, man. It's plenty. So I, read I can over just 15. say a little bit about... Yes. I can just say a little bit of... Uh, just say something little about where Kwaito come from so that when I mention that name yes. people can have clarity of why some people are called kings of something mm. this thing is not clarified and people think that ah, even this one is king hey, you, know, you know we guys we, we, we go out there we chill in the bar with other guys with other musicians Yes. and they argue that no but this one can be king as well no but this one can also be king no this one I look at them and just keep quiet because you can't argue with those guys. Now, because please now they clarify. Now, clarify that for us. Yes, we're now, listening. Before Kwaito Music, mm -hmm. me and Arthur, we created a brand. We used to call it Stamto. Stamto. Now, Stamto. Oh, yeah, Stamto, Stamto Talk. Yeah, ring us. Yeah, mm. Stamto. Stamto mm. is a, it's a toti, toti, uh, slang. Yes. It's, it's a South African lingo, street slang. Yes. Uh, of someone who speaks in 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 Fagish language in mm. that in that in, in that uh, country. Okay. So we came with Arthur. We called him Stamto at that time. So he was. We were producing the, those projects. They were saying in 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 ghetto language of Tzotzi, mm. and those projects they became so big. Mm. That is where Kwaito started. Okay. That was 1994, actually. Yeah, 1994. Mm. We did those stamp projects at that time. Okay. There was no Duma There was no Mendoza. Mm. There was no Oskido. Mm. I think I, I remember Oskido. I used to see him selling some some hot dogs and what what around Smith Street in, in Jobek Town. There used to be a club there. So he used to, to be around there selling indeed. stuff there. He was not... He was not the Oskido that we know today okay. at that time. Wow. And Arthur was now in the game as mm. Stamto. Mm. So there was no two, there was no Mandla Spikiri, there was no Trompis, there was no Mandoza, there was no Mapapuzi, there was nobody. It was mm. just Arthur doing Stamto. Okay. 
So I, I just want to clarify things to people that when we call somebody king, we call that person because of their reason. There are reasons attached to the name. Okay. You see? Okay. It's not just so a status. So in 1995. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in 1995. Then we recorded an album of Arthur. It was called uh, Windy Windy. Okay. In, inside that album, there was a song called Sporo. Hey, Sporo. I remember that you song, see? Sporo. Yes, yeah. I remember that song. That song. Big song. Introduced Quieto Now. That mm. is when we started to see the inception of Trombies. We started to see, I think Jonina was doing something in those days. Okay, then so people like Abu Oskido, Brothers of Peace, and them they came after Arthur K. Mm, with Sporo, Sporo came that out. That's why first. he's called King. Yes, mm. that's why he's called King. And another reason why he's called King is the the, the 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 single we produced of him. Actually, it was just a mini album of about seven tracks, okay. which is now being is, is called an EP. EP today, yeah. That EP of Arthur of Kaffir sold close to million copies, one million copies. Up to at that and time, no, physical no, copies. Close to, close to million. Close to a close, million. Close to million. Yeah, close to million copies. Mm. Up until today, you can open, you can Google things up and check the sales of other South African artists, not yes. only in Kwaito. Mm. You can also check jazz, check Afro soul, Afro pop gospel. No artist ever released an album that has sold close to million copies except wow. Arthur. That is amazing. That's that a big is story. Why. Mm. That's why he's That's the king why of Kwaito. Mm. That's why he's the king. People don't matter. People think you are king because you're releasing albums. No, you are you are king because of certain things you have done. Mm. Me, mm. according to me, Arthur introduced we introduced Kwaito was introduced because of him. You know, in those days, we used to do uh, dance projects. Another project we did was called Groove City. Okay. Groove City was in 1994 before Kwaito was really born. There was a song there called Vuvuzela. I think I remember that inside Vuvuzela that, song. Yeah, yeah, that 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 Vuvuzela song was inside a, a compilation of cover versions we did of Robin S. Love for Love, what what we did couple of cover versions, American cover versions, which became huge in this country. Mm. In that uh, in that CD or cassette, there was a song there called Vuvuzela, which blew up and killed people. And that song sold multi platinum. Uh, 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 multi-platinums in, in, in those days. Wow, this is physical. One of the sales. biggest songs. Mm. Yes, once one of the biggest songs ever. And Kwaito was not yet there. It was just music. We didn't know what to call it. But in 1995, when Ata released Kafir and Sporo, those mm. songs became huge. Mm. Then we said, this is Kwaito. This is Kwaito music. Then after that, then we saw now the guys, because now they could copy. Oh. Then now we saw the, the, the yeah. Then we saw the inception of many. Remember that one would start a trend. Yes, and there will be many following. Yeah. Mm. Yes, mm. a king is followed by people. Remember yes. that. So there would be many following. Then the the the, the Mendozas came. Well, you know, if I can tell you that Mendoza and Chiscop, they arrived at Triple Nine Music. They came to us. Is it? We help them to be where they are. Mm. But today, when we are like I, when I started, I said when I'm out there with the guys with him. I can hear them saying, Ntuma Selala is the king. Another one would say, no, Mandosa is, is the king. Now tell Another me, one would say, tell me, oh. where did this context or this contest of who's king, you know, people challenging Arthur Mafukate's royalty in terms of the Kwaito scene, when did this start? Is it when in a later stage as they were growing as artists, they felt like they could challenge the pioneer? 
Yes, you know, when this started, when, when they come in, you know, if I come in, let's say now I come into Ama Piano, like already I'm into Ama Piano. Yes. Then I have a song that blows up. Mm. Then I already want to call myself king. Uh, there, there are certain factors I have to check. Where is Ama Piano coming from? Who pioneered yes. this? Yes. We know it's a subgenre of Kwaito, but maybe there's some other. So those who blew up, like Mendoza, Mdu, and them, and maybe I'm not sure if if I'm not sure about Oskido, but those ones that I'm talking about, because these are the names that are flying out there. That, ah, but this one can be king. Ah, this one can be king. Mm, mm. Because they blew up, then they they believe that they can be called kings. Okay. But they forgot where this thing came, came from. from. You know, everything that you do, you need to look at the roots. When we say the kings of Mpaganga is Soul Brothers. Those yes. guys, they really, really pioneered that yes. music genre. Yes, they were the founders so when we say, of that movement. When we say this man is the king, there's certain factors attached to the title. Mm, mm. And you what see, inspired the name? Things. What inspired the name Kwaito? Why, why do you think, you know, uh, you guys from Triple Nine called the music Kwaito? Kwaito is a, is a certain... Kwaito is it's a sound, man. It's a, it's a sound. It's a... A certain sound in the sound modules there that, oh. that really kicks okay so there is a sound in in production there's a sound yes in softwares which software yes, are we called, talking about what software is this uh i believe it was on jv if okay I'm not mistaken. so this sound was called quieto yeah. and this sound was used a lot in the original quieto music yeah so th- that sound then we, we said Norman. The way this music kicks, and that sound, that sound was so hard. It was a mm, hardcore sound. Like mm. it would really uh, uh, kick you, kick your your stomach. You know, mm, mm, you felt it. Yeah. So mm. at that time we said, no. You know what? Let's call this music quiet because okay. hey, this sound is is hitting in the stomach and. Mm, I like that, I like that. And now tell me, you mentioned the song Kafir, you know, it became a big song. I think this song really set the trend for Kwaito music and put it on the map. How was it coming up with this song and the production elements? You know, it has some voiceovers, you know, it has a lot of drama and vocal acting on it. How did you actually come up with this song? And, you know, did you intend for it to be such a huge hit in the Kwaito scene? Oh, there you mean the, the song Kafir? The song Kafir, yeah. And maybe give us a little yeah. background of, of the song. You know, why was it called Kafir? Because I also remember it was a very controversial song. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, hey, this song, uh, the person that would have the right answer for that is a lyricist, Asha, you know? Mm. But I knew that he was, he was, he's always, when I'm with him, he would always say to me, hey, you know, ma'am, but they are calling us Kafirs, man. This guy, this thing has to stop. I don't mm, know. Mm, you know, he, he would say that, that this thing has to stop of this guy is calling us that. And it's, it's, a, racist, it's a serious racist uh, And how did term, South Africans you know? feel? How did this word make South yeah. Africans feel? Because I'm sure a lot of South Africans didn't like, you know, this word. Just like the N-word yeah. in America. Mm. Exactly, yes. And long before long before we could record that song, he, he would talk like that, that he's worried about the division among blacks and whites mm-hmm. and whites labeling us as kafirs and what and what mm-hmm. and what. You see? Mm-hmm. 
But mm. now one day I don't know what hit him there. Maybe that song is some strings or some piano. I don't know what happened. Yes. I just saw him flying with Don't Call Me Kefa. Mm. And I told I asked him, Hey my man, you're gonna get us in trouble, you know. What what, what are you doing? What are he you said saying? no. <laughs> he said no. Democracy is here now. Yes. Yes. Now Mandela is the president and we have a freedom of speech. We mm. can now mm. uh, complain. We okay. can now say no to this and no to that and no to that. Yes. You see? Then he hit it hardcore and hey man, the, the song blew up just like that. Even the very same white people, they loved it. Mm-hmm. I like what you're saying yeah. that, you know, he also, you know, stood up for freedom of speech, of which was a new topic and was a new thing at the time. So he set the trend also in terms of artists being able to use, you know, their artistic license in a free way, right? Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. You see. Mm. So he took a stand and said, hey, Tronics, whatever happens to me, it's okay. Especially after we mixed it. Now it was very scary now because CCP Records at that time, the, 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 the label, the, the label mm. approved the song. Okay, okay. And uh, the SABC regarded the song as it's having hate, hate speech. Actually, oh. they banned it for some time. It was know? banned, I remember. But you yes. know what happened? SABC didn't yes, play Yes, they it. banned it, that song. They, told, they said, no, Arthur is crazy. We cannot play a song like this. There's and a hate speech there. And how did There's you guys feel? Like Kaffer, how did you guys ah, feel? Man, we, fe- ah, we felt so bad because we really believed in the song. Mm. But then when SABC, they said, no, there's a hate speech. There's words like Kaffir being thrown around by the artist mm. called Arthur. No, this kind of song is not good for our people. It's breaking. It's doing what... You know what happened now with that song? Yes. It it's... started from the streets. It blew up from the streets. Oh. <laughs> It blew up from the streets. It became so huge. Then the SABC now they were uh, now they they were ashamed. Mm. But a song that blew up from the streets. Then they started playing it now. Only on then did they start playing it. I remember yes. the song. I was pretty young uh-huh. at the time, but you know I used to listen to that song, and it really kind of made yes. me you know proud to be an African and said I'm not a kafir. You know I'm I'm a human. You know. And at that time, Arthur is one of the people who introduced that thing, that music can sell from the streets without record label, without uh, a, a, a proper marketing, and mm. without SABC. Mm. He did that with, mm. with his other songs. Yes. Even those projects like uh, uh, Vuvuzela, City, those projects, about Dance Master, those projects blew up from the streets. They were not really on, on TV and SABC. No, no, Just no, like no, here's a question. Here's a question, Tronics, right? Uh, yeah, as a music yeah. executive and somebody who had that experience, what tips could you give to like managers, promoters, artists who are trying to also blow from the streets? Well, now we have social media, but what other techniques have we left behind that maybe you know are taken to be primitive that can still work because i remember people used to even have you know taxis with sound systems on top but what other ways did you guys use to actually get the song booming on the streets without social media and the internet at that time yeah no you know what what we did is you know i thought you know what i like about uh not to say i favor him or i worked with him no his approach to marketing was totally different. You know, a lot of artists would, de- would, would depend more on the record company side. Mm. They, they would sit at home and wait for a call to say, hey, come now, you must go there, perform there. 
okay, we're gonna pick you up. I thought spend money from his own pocket. Okay. You know, we 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 the studio was in Hillbro at that time. Wow, very dangerous and place uh, now. In Hillbro, there's there's this uh, funny clubs there. They're small, but it's too many of them. And they saw rough, you know. There's a mm. guy with an okapi there. It's a wild place. And I thought, say no, you know what, Tronics, we're not gonna sit here and and wait for for CCP Records or EMI to call me. Let's go. Mm. That man would travel, would walk, would walk to all these clubs and perform there, perform, perform. And you see that approach. If a lot of artists can 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 copy that, can okay. it can really work because it, it it doesn't change whether we're in the digital era now. Yeah. But other things as an artist, you can, you can really push yourself, mm, mm. and the record label can meet you halfway. So what you're saying is, is that even, invest, invest even financially in your own craft and your music and brand, but also go out there and perform, even if sometimes you're not getting paid for the initial gigs, right? Is that what you're saying? You know what I'm, yeah, like, like Arthur used to, Arthur, I think Arthur before he really blew up, I think he performed in hundreds, hundred shows or 200 without getting paid. And I used to ask him that, hey, my man. getting paid. Oh my gosh, he was really... If I can count them serious. all, Arthur would go as far as Pretoria mm. just to, to break the song, mm. to, to bring, mm. taking the song. You see, he took the music to the people. That is where he became different from other artists. Take the other music artists to the people. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Mm. other artists would wait for radio to do that. Okay. But that one, when they said, hey, this song, hey, what what is got uh, the weight of like, affair is hate speech. He went to the streets now, took that song there, then it blew up. I like that. That is what I studied. It. That is what how I would, I would still like to do things, even in this digital era. Because mm. now the digital era, digital era has made it more easy. Remember that digital is in your fingertips. Yes. Marketing is right here in your hands. Mm. The people are having smartphones. Yeah. So it's easy to manipulate them into buying your product. It's very mm. easy. You just have to. You just know. You just need to know where to go on Google, and do this thing the right way. Nice. That's why in my music groups I do these things to try and say, hey, listen, man, try to do this. Try to do this. It's gonna work for you. Do yes, this. Yes, I that. know. I know you actually hosting no? some online workshops. Let's talk a bit about that. You know what got you yes, into that, yes. and 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 how can people get involved? Because I know information is very important, especially for young and upcoming young artists and producers. You know what I mean. You know what happened with how did I come into that? Ne? Mm. When I grew up, when I grew up, I used to, before I came into the music industry, I could hear stories like, ah, you die poor, mm. ah, this artist. And that, that time I see a famous artist that I, I so much loved. Yeah. And they're telling me in the news, in the newspapers, they say, ah, oh, he died poor. Mm. Ah, the people were putting 50 cents together and one rent to, for him to be buried. I yes, was shocked, sir. but I didn't know what was the cause. Mm. Finally, when I finished my metric, I joined the music industry. Now I saw for myself that, no, you know what? We have a problem here. Yes. Our people go into the music industry without the proper academics, without the proper knowledge mm. they are not well informed about the industry but they found themselves in there because me i just want to see myself on tv i want to see myself being a star all right and i don't care about that so in those days the industry was controlled 90 percent by white people actually 100 percent by white people wow 
and this these guys they realize that oh these ones they they, ah, they don't have the basics of this thing yeah then they 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 they, they, they just rob those artists at that time mm. so the artists mm. would die poor they because artists artists who didn't even know where to go for their royalties mm, they only knew some, they only knew samro so now, when it comes to workshops, then I realized that, oh, this thing is not going to change. I can yeah. tell you now that even some, some of the famous big artists that we have today, they still don't understand the basics of business of the music industry. But they are there. Mm. Because they're getting money from gigs, they're getting money from from endorsements. They believe that all. it's not all. There's too much money on royalties that have been taken by other people. Yes. So what happened is the the, the, the the mafia. Me, to be honest with you, I'm not sure if in South Africa we have the music industry. What I know is that in America, yes, the UK, America, they do have a music industry there. Okay. But in South Africa, I don't think I don't think we have that. In South Africa, we have something that is hijacked by the mafia. Mm, because mm. even me myself, I can wake up tomorrow, go and register a collecting society, and start collecting societies for the artists, mm. and give, pay them whatever I feel like paying them. So you say in South that. Africa the artists' rights and you know are not really protected. Ah, uh, they are not really protected. Because mm. maybe we have I don't know maybe thousand collecting societies as we speak. Mm. So that is where the problem is. Okay. And and our government is not doesn't really look into the entertainment industry. Nah. And why They're is that? Into construction. Why, why why do you think no, the because... arts and culture is being disregarded and it's also an important department? Because the mafia mm. do start collecting societies. Okay. They're speaking to arts and culture to get that those monies and in the name of they're gonna be giving those monies to the artist wow. so the artist can can have job creation mm. but that mm. money doesn't reach the artist doesn't get as soon the as artist. they receive that money yeah they, when they receive that money then they just share it among themselves and that's it or another trick that they're using they would tell the artist that okay hey guys it's time for you now to apply apply for funding yes. so that we can fund you you can go out there and do projects in the communities we can find you two mm. million five million ten million mm. now you know what they do there what do they do they're gonna make that funding process to be difficult for you to mm. access so they're gonna demand certain documents that they know that you're not gonna be able to get oh my god they then the that tape. money remains with them yes it remains with them then they share it among themselves before the next uh, uh, application distribution is going to be before the next financial be year yeah yes so this one they're going to make sure they share the money then they open for another financial literature. apply again here's another one and uh, now it's past uh, apply uh, applications are open to creatives to, to to apply so that we can fund them when you go in there and try to apply you find that now you have a serious headache now mm. you feel like wow what mm. was where am i gonna get all these things because mm. i don't have this thing. so what you're saying so is, me that, now, is that artists yeah. are not actually able to even get money that's like you know granted for them because of a lot of mismanagement and corruption that's also involved in the arts industry yeah in the money is not reaching the artists mm. uh, that one i can confirm it so now what i've decided to do i decided to start online 
workshops to okay. say okay because now the, the 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 music industry is in turmoil it's like it's done it's the musicians are just recording singing and singing they don't know where their money is going to come from they don't mm. even know how their royalties are coming to them mm. they don't even know what is mechanical they don't know what is these things publishing how it works and all that so mm. i said no you know what because no one is willing to do anything from those uh collecting societies that i'm not gonna mention names okay. that are there mm. that are claiming to be protecting the artist mm. they're not doing anything academical to empower musicians so that okay. they can know this things because they know that if musicians can be alerted about these things they will ask questions that if it's like that then where's my money mm. you see so they don't touch that side of, of of workshops even if they touch it when they get there they do something else instead of workshop maybe they perform then they just do something else not mm. really workshops about how their royalties work mm. how their funding work yes. and all those so i decided that okay me one man i will start empower the i'll create mm. music group mm -hmm. and in that group i'll bring in artists and when they are there i'll throw in these things to tell them that hey listen here this thing is happening like this 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 mechanical royalties work like this 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 is your register here Airplay royalties works like this, this, this. You register with these people. Mm. You see? Mm. Publishing works like this, 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 mm. this, this. This is how you register. No. Because artists, they don't know these things. And I they really love, I really what you, I really love what you did with the group because a couple of weeks ago you invited me to be part of the group and it's very productive. I myself am in the industry. I'm a producer, an artist, a DJ, and an executive. And I've learned so much from the various people that share also information on the group and i think you know it's important to have these types of gatherings you know even digitally where we can share information about what's yes. going on yes mm. yes because some people don't really understand so i'm still finding a way of of how can i simplify these things yes Yes. Like to use the the simplest English that I can I can use, so people can but understand. But sometimes come, yes. But sometimes comes the way they are. You can't yeah. simplify mechanical yeah. royalties. Oh, you can't you. have another word. No, I think more <laughs> workshops. We just need more workshops and and for artists yeah, and producers why... to understand that this is a business. And you know when they do understand, you know they will understand that business also has you know business terms that they'd have to familiarize themselves with. That's why I said to artists, when I post these workshops, copy them, save them somewhere so that you can read every day and repeat and read and repeat until you understand. So mm, that you can, mm. you, when you go out there to fight for your realities, you mm. will know what to say. What to say. I have another question yes. for you. I have another question for you from my studio producer Jay Howboy. He's like, as a oh, music yes. as a music executive now, you know, what tips would you give to you know independent music executives who are trying to work with artists and actually get their songs as a collective? You know, you might have two artists to maybe the eight artists. How do you then you know make sure that you're successful and that you protect the artist and don't oppress them just like the the big labels did or the mafia business yeah. as you say no you see me from from my point of view yeah and that actually that's a great question that, that actually like, i can say this is a powerful question a powerful question yeah so, you know yeah. as as record executives yeah the first thing that we should do mm -hmm. when you sign that that young girl or that young man yeah 
you must have uh, workshops within your record label. Okay. You should be able to, to workshop your artists right there. Workshop your artists. Yes, work, workshop your artists mm. about everything. Mm-hmm. Like how, how this whole Thing workshop works. them about your about your label. Okay. You have you have uh, uh, the booking agent. Mm. They work like this. Remember that all the money is come from the artist. Mm. Mm. Of the artists are not aware. The artists are the worker. That all the money That is why I made an ex- example yesterday that there's a certain person who sta- who started a uh, distribution. Then I said, when you go there, ask my man. Since when you giving me this deal, what's in for you? What's in for me? Because if you don't ask. You will be surprised not getting the what you you were expecting to yes, get. Yes, yes. Because you didn't ask from the beginning. So you there's must. There's no way. You I, must seek information. There's no way I can. Yes, there's mm. no way I can take you you as Mujelo. Yeah. And distribute your music and tell you that I'll give you hundred percent of your royalties. It no. doesn't work like. That. It's obvious I must get something. Yeah. So these things we need to be fair to our artists. So what I, what I'm saying is, record labels and record executives they must have. A, a workshop and they must be fair because I know that one they will never do it. Mm, All that mm. they want is a clueless young man or young girl that oh they can gosh. just rob and that's it. Because when you come, they won't tell you that, okay, sit down. Mm. This is how it works. Yeah. Music industry, da da da, da they, they won't go through that with you. Mm. They will just sign you up, release your song, and pay you something. Clueless. Yeah. And you know, normally what they do to, 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 make, to make you not to even ask about those kind of questions. When mm. you come, they just show you 50,000 rents and you get okay. crazy. Oh, yeah, 50,000. You yes. never saw 50,000 before. Mm. Yeah, because mm. you just, you're just arriving in the music industry. You're suffering from the ghetto, you know? Mm. Your song is nice. They love it. They know that, no, in this song, we're killing the money. Then what they do, they give you 40 grand or 30 grand or 80 grand or even 100. They give mm. you. Mm, mm. As an, but now that they give you as an advance. Yes. Remember that paying it back is something else. You owe them now. They yeah. give you as an advance mm. to, to just bluff you so that you won't ask a lot of questions. Mm. Sometimes even that contract, because you see that money, you sign it quick because you see the advance. You forgot mm. that that money you're going to pay it back. And that is the painful part of it. Because mm. when your royalties come, when you go there for your royalties, they'll tell you that, okay, we gave you 100 grand. We deducted the hundred grand, and you only left with two bucks. Mm, that's sad. That's quite. Then sad. when you say, "Oh, two bucks," oh, they say, "No, don't worry. We can give you fifty grand." Mm, but we, mm. now you are working with them on a loan, wow. so they keep you there. You keep on owing them. Then yeah. tomorrow you go there. You don't have a rent money. You cry. Mm. They give you the rent money. They, they, they register it. Mm. Tomorrow you run out of something petrol, they give you the money they register it. Mm. When the royalty not come, they tell you, hey, we gave you so much, you gave you so much. Because when you started with them, you started with a loan. It's like a credit and system. It's if, a credit system, yeah. Yeah, they are a bank. Mm. So mm. if when you started, if if when they started, they should have started with workshop, the artist would say no. Don't give me a loan. Let yeah. me rather wait for a royalty period. Okay. okay. But because they don't do these things. Oh. That's why our artists, are, are, they are indebted from the beginning. So our artists must be start. careful. Oh, sorry to cut you. Our artists must be careful in terms of signing contracts, you know, and signing into 360 deals yes. and taking advances, you know, and, and later suffering the consequences, really. Yeah, Me, my, 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 my big advice to them will be artists must just stay away from 
advances okay. from loans. Stay away from advances. All that artists. they have to do, yeah, they have to work hard on creating numbers on their songs. Because okay. remember now, it's different. Mm. Remember in those days, I would sell uh, uh, twenty thousand CDs or thirty thousand CDs for me to be paid. Yes. Today is all about numbers. Mm. The mm. name of my song is Umobi, and under the song there's numbers there. Yes. Those numbers is my payment. Mm. Your song as Mujelo. Yeah. There's gonna be some numbers under that song. Those there's numbers. There's gonna be are numbers. Mm. Yes. Those mm. numbers are your payment. That mm. is how it works now. So. Digital platforms, I want to thank them because they're bringing corruption to an end. Okay. Even record labels will never rob artists anymore. Okay. Because an artist will check their streams. And when they, they get presented with a, uh, the money clocks in their in their phones, they, will, they can be able to ask that, no, but my song has 4 million streams. Why yes. are you paying me this? Mm. Then they say, no, mm. that is 10% of your artist royalties. Then the artist can sit down and calculate themselves. Unlike yeah. before. Yeah. Before you didn't argue anything. You couldn't. Go out there, sell sell million CDs of your song. And they come to you and say, no, man, hey, your song was great, man. You sold 100,000 CDs. Wow. Then they show you a check of royalties that are worth 100,000 CDs. Whereas they, they sold million. Mm. But today... There's no way they can say to digital platforms, hey man, come here. Please reduce there, reduce that number there. Mm. I want to tell my artists that they sold uh, uh, 500,000 streams. No. Mm. Now they can't. The, the digital platforms are that site. And when I play your song from my phone, it clicks on Spotify that I played it. It adds a stream there. Yes. That stream it is, is permanently there. Mm. So if mm. million people listen to your song and you have million streams, it's going to be million streams attached to that song. Mm. So if there's anybody who's who's paying you, you can question them that, no, man, but million streams, normally they gross so much. This much, yeah. Why are you giving me yeah. this much? Because yeah. according to my calculations and according to our splits, I supposed to get so much. Mm, you see mm. that corruption is now going yeah, to an end. Yeah, and it this puts thing more of power in the hands of the artists. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And even the collecting societies, they're gonna come to an end. Now I'm telling you. Okay. Because collecting societies are still analog. Uh, Remember that collecting societies functioned well during the days of CD. Yeah, in the olden days. Yeah. Digital platforms pay you and me directly. Mm. You see. There is no collecting society involved there. Mm, they are not. They are not and being needed anymore. Station, yeah, yeah. Those radio stations eventually they will all go digital. Those those old ones. Remember those. I won't mention the names. But all these old radio stations, they're gonna now go digital. Mm, mm, so that means mm. wh when they play your song, they're gonna be playing a link from Spotify or yes. from Deezer yes. or from Apple Music. Mm. And when they play that song, it pays a stream. Digital stream, yeah, yeah. On the and when the time for digital, yes. Mm. And when time come for digital platforms to pay royalties, they pay you. They pay you or your record label directly. Mm. Mm. Now, thank you, you for now, sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Really, this has yes. shown how the change took place from the days of the physical hard copies coming all all the way to the streaming and downloading time today exactly yeah. Mm, mm, exactly mm. yeah no yeah. thank you for sharing that and keep on with the workshops you know i love the group as well keep on sharing this information because you are a legend you are a senior you're an elder in this industry so you have a lot of knowledge that can help the younger ones and give them a better chance in this industry so that they don't have to suffer the same predicament
predicaments that their predecessors went through. You know, I understand when you say a lot of our olden stars and legends are dying poor because yes, they didn't own their masters. You know, all these big companies yes. and the mafia actually took away their livelihood and now they're left, you know, with just the memory of them being famous without, you know, their actual yes. accounting to show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so now, I realized that the yeah. only way to change to change the industry is through knowledge. Yes. That's the only way. Knowledge and I knew power. that knowledge is power. Knowledge yes, is power. my brother. And empower Thank the people. You. Thank empower you on that people. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Now, you on know? a lighter note, on yeah. a lighter note, uh, please give me very briefly, we have about uh, 10 to 15 minutes before the end of the interview, but what are some of your best quieto moments in the heydays of the sound? Yeah, man, okay. The, the first time when I, 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 I smiled, it was the time when we did that song, Vuvuzela, oh, with Arthur. Okay. You know, it was for the first time I could hear a song I've done playing in the streets. Wow. It was like I'm dreaming. Mm. When I went to, because I grew up in Davidson, when I went to my mom's house in Davidson, yeah. I would hear that song being played in shibins, wow. taverns, and cars. Mm. I couldn't believe it. It was like a dream. It was like a dream. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> yes, at, and at that time, at that time, there was no quieto music. Mm. We mm. were doing the cover versions of Robin S, Love for Love, and all that. Then we did that song quite. It became so huge. Wow. wow. That was one of the biggest highlights because it was for the first time since I was, when I, I mean, and I, maybe I was just a few months into the music industry. Mm. Maybe I was two, three months there. Yeah. Then the song, boom, is playing in the streets all over South Africa. Imagine. Even when I went to Limpopo, or visiting Free State, I would hear the same song playing everywhere. Then mm. I was like, wow, mm. what's going on? Mm. Then another one, when we did the song Kafir, yes. that song scared me. That one really scared me. Mm. Big song. That Big one, song. when Arthur performed that song, people would go crazy. They would start, the, there, there would be a dust in the stadium. Wow. People wouldn't know even how to dance. Because when the bass line come in, it's like that bass line is insane, man. When it comes in, it... It drove people crazy man, mm, that bass line. Mm, people used to love that song, Pandemonium style. Mm. That song people used to love it, man. Till mm. t- you know, I, I don't know. I, I was there. There was a time when I was there. Because me, I was operating. Uh, I was the one that was operating. I was their stage engineer. Okay. You know? To make sure the sound is so nice. So as I was looking into the yeah. crowds, yeah, when that song started, people were like pushing each other and there was like chaos in the mm. stadium. Mm. <laughs> mm. I saw how how that how big that song was. Because yeah. really, it, it really had an impact on people's lives. It really, really did. It people really did. don't want to be called dead. But me, I can call you careful, but you don't have a problem with me. I don't know. They mm. just don't want a white man to say that word, you know? Yeah, it's a hurtful word. You know, a lot of sad and, you know, horrible yeah. history is, you know, embedded in the word. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and, then and from there we worked on uh, we worked on other projects, but they were, they were not as big as Kaffir, but they were also big, but not like, you know. And like working we with Mzambia, uh, t- tell us a bit about that. How, how was working with Mzambia? You know, he was at a very young age. I don't know how old was he at the time. Hey, he was nine years old, man. Hey, nine he was years very old. young. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know where, where to start with that boy. But mm. I knew that there, there was something about him. Okay. And he was he was just rhyming, but rhyming not on key and not on beat. Oh, But yes. he, had, he had an idea of what what he wanted to say yeah yeah then then uh, 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 there was oscar langani and uh and nimrod in course yes sheriff you yeah. see that album is written the sheriff mm, mm. 
The sheriff is Nimrod Ngos. He's, he's saying featuring the sheriff. So sheriff, did he recruit Mzambia? I think they were pretty close that time. Was he managing him or something? No, you see, what, what, what happened is, Mzambia went to jam early there to do something. There was a competition there every Friday. They were like singing or rapping or doing something. Yes, I remember the Jam Ellie TV so, show. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the Jam Ellie in those days. So he won something there of those things, you know. Mm. Then Oscar Langen realized that, hey, this boy, hey, this boy is something else. Then he spoke to me then we with Nimrod because at that time, Oscar and Nimrod teamed up together to start Bulldogs. Okay. Then they, they they approached me as a producer to come to come on board mm. just to help them mm. on 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 producing those projects. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Zambia, very very amazing, very very talented young man. Most I can definitely. Confess now. Yeah. That I've mm. never seen a ki- a child, a child. So you know when Pawao started, it was about 15, 16. That one was nine years old. Imagine. Oh, see, he was very young. He was you a picking it. And yeah. that boy blew up. He, he blew big, up. That album big. sold three platinums. Mm, 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 it sold huge. three platinums, and yeah, that, that's huge. Now, that's everybody huge. loved him. You know, the... both adults and kids really loved his music, and he yes. dances also because, off you know, the hooks. Yeah, because you know the, the the kind of message he was carrying, especially for a child to say mm, those things, mm, mm. it I really played, touched uh, people. I played the no? song uh, Zozilam earlier on, and you know a lot of people really loved that song. I kept on getting great messages on the line as well, saying, "Yo, we remember this song." Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. So I produced the whole album. It was it was amazing. Uh, one of those highlights. I can say no. I'm proud to have worked with that boy yes he's very talented yeah, even now he's still talented yeah he's still and he's still Just, doing good he knows you know, he's healthy all yeah i like it he's turned out good he's a man now he's a bra <laughs> Yeah, now he's a crotman. He's a matala. <laughs> yes, yes. Now <laughs> he tell even me. Have children. Now he has kids as well. That's amazing to see him still there because yeah. we have lost yeah. a lot of quite old artists. Also, you know your Mendozas, yeah, you know, and your Zombos. You know, yes, a lot of guys that we have lost. Your Lebo Matosas. But tell me, who are your top five Kwaito legends? Who would you say are in the top five for you? Oh, my top five. Yeah. Man, I would start with Arthur. Arthur, number one. Yes, number two. Number two, uh, I would say Mdu. Mdu Masilela, number two. All right. Number three. Number three, Mendoza. Okay, Mendoza, number three. Yes. Number four, Tebe. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Number five. And Cabello. And Cabello. Cabello. Oh, nice one. Cabello is a big one. Yeah. I think I, I big No, it's that. a big one. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. if you have these ones, you talk quieto and you mention those, you know. Mm, it's banging. The people, it's banging. Even people will take you serious that, no, this man knows what he's talking about. And and do you think quieto artists can collaborate more with Ama Piano artists to actually, you know, still keep that vibe alive? Especially, you know, the quieto artists who did already have a big name in the near past. That question, I love it too. Yeah. One of the questions I've been waiting for. Mm, mm. As a producer, yeah, I have now ventured into producing the very same Ama Piano. That's why I'm saying that for me, it wasn't difficult to switch to Ama Piano or yes. hip hop. Yes. 
even trap i produce trap music mm, trap too. It, it, it was easy yeah mm. it was easy for me because i produced quite i knew what kind of sounds we used then to make so, the I'm a piano. this this guys yeah they, they're coming in now they're like wow oh this sound that on me we've been using those sounds long before they can come in so to them it's something new remember Yes. Yes. And even the people that were born from the year 2000 coming like this this way. Mm. They are they, they are just born and they they hear ama piano now play. You see. So they don't know quite when you talk, you know when you talk of Arthur to ama 2000 om to masilela they don't know who you are talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, that's who's that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, even when you play quite music it sounds strange to them. They know ama piano. So they youth controls the industry yeah if you do music and you capture the youth then you, you, you that industry is in your hands so it wasn't difficult for me to mm. switch to amapian yeah that is why i have a movement i have a movement now amapian called amapiano deep gong amapiano deep gong yeah i love that amapiano so deep cool. gong you see yeah. there mm. all these young men they come to me hey, we have this song i say no come let's put it on a compilation yeah we see how it performs mm. if it blows or explodes then i say come here's the contract i love that. you know now in the digital the digital era is not like the, the physical era no the digital era is different even how we work with artists is now different you know in those days you come you sign a contract now you come no you don't just sign immediately mm, mm. me on my side what i do is we have to be fair to each other i yep. take your song i put it on ama piano deep gong compilation yeah yep. and then we will release it mm. we haven't signed anything we release it remember that i won't rob you like yep. i said the numbers are there Mm, it will mm. show the it numbers will show, will show that yeah. your song is now on on 500,000 streams and i will pay you accordingly mm. according, according to what you see it's not like according to what i think i should pay you no you're gonna be paid according Fairly. to what your song says yeah so when we put it on the compilation the numbers will tell us mm. if the numbers don't add up then we say hey man i don't know i don't know we tried can we do one more maybe before we say goodbye you see I love that. I digital, love that. yeah, the, the approach of digital is different mm. than that time. Yes, yes. That is why now the artists of today, they release music themselves because it's much easier and it's even much cheaper to record today than those days. Yes, no? yes. Those the, days to record, you need to have 100 grand in your bank account. Mm. Yeah, the studios are smaller and it's, cheap, it's cheaper to record actually because yeah. you record one song and you release. Mm. So in those days, you yeah, must record 10 album. songs or 12 or 18 songs mm. yeah that was a and lot the, and the budget would yeah and the budget would exceed 80,000 rand including producer fees mm. studio fees mm. engineers fees session yeah, fees you see a lot of things in those days were involved in in a production yeah and it's big thing now that's where they they they, 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 would, they would kill you on royalties to say hey your recording cost to a 250,000 right mm, mm, they tell mm. you look your album hasn't been released but we are already uh, in in 250,000 rent debt mm. then they all oh, they tell you that and that is going to be recruited in your royalties yeah and so this is this where you lose your money money. yeah yeah that's yeah, your this money this is from this is from your bedroom you put a song together you bring it to me i'm a professional i mix it nicely for you 
I master it nicely for you. You see, it didn't cost you anything. Mm. And that song grows up, you start now making big money. You didn't lose, you're just making a lot of money. I like So that. I think in the next two years, yeah. In the next two years, artists, not only South African artists, artists around the world, yeah. musicians, are going to be better people with lifestyle. I like comparing that. to a lot of no, I like Artist that because that you know you're very positive yes. about it. A lot of a lot of legends that I've spoken to in the past, you know, just you know on a personal yeah. level, some of them feel like you know it's a pessimistic future, like everything is going down to the dogs. But you're speaking about you know things improving for the artist, especially if they get the knowledge of how things work. Let so, me tell. Yeah. Let me confirm that on my side, I can confirm that yeah. never music industry has, has never been this better before. Okay. Things have never been so easy ah. for artists yes. to get into the music industry. Before it was difficult to get into the industry. Now it's no longer difficult. Okay. Now you're sitting in your bedroom, you release your song from the bedroom. Mm. Just imagine from your bedroom, man. Mm. And if you're clever, you can lock yourself in the house, buy groceries, buy things, lock yourself in there for, for two weeks create right. numbers on your song and create. market your song digitally create numbers because you're getting paid according to the numbers on your song mm, 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 do algorithms mm. add your song to big playlists do, mm. do these things you do them yourself as an artist you know even marketing is, is gonna change it's no longer gonna be like the way it used to be done the marketing firms may, many of them are gonna go down mm. you know because artists are gonna DIY mm. you know they're gonna mm. do it mm. now and I think that's an important aspect yeah. also for artists to learn how to post their own songs, to actually promote their own songs digitally, because now you have also the phone in the palm of your hand. You can do a lot to reach out, do lives, you know, do videos, post on YouTube. So it's important that yes. you say artists must move with the times also, not only on a production level, but also on a technological yeah. level, on an industry level, change with the times and market, how people are marketing now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I only have a few minutes, uh, Bratronics. Oh. Uh, but before I let okay. you go, uh, I have one more question for you. Uh, we spoke about Chilling with a Legend, which is a TV show that you're looking at, you know, starting up and producing. Uh, please tell us a yes. bit about that. And maybe after that, share any shout outs that you might have for people that you care about. Yeah. Yeah, man, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I, I met this 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 intelligent guys. Hey, you know this these this guys, man. They are very intelligent. They are mm. called Hardboy Productions. Okay. <laughs> I met them a couple yeah a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Hey, we, I sat down with them. Hey, I could see that. No, you know what? Yeah, these guys, we're going far. Yeah. I, you 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 are one of them. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, I said no, man. Proudly we're so. going far. Yeah. And then I I I, I said no. I, I should bring other things on board rather than bringing just production and yes. what and what yes. let, me, let me bring something more more more, more exciting yes. for us mm. to do as a crew mm. you know her boy you're doing music Bupilo Art Solutions I'm doing music so we're doing uh, like one thing so yeah. I said no let me spice up things let me take the guys to another level let, yeah. let's come up let, let's go to TV you mm. Know? Mm. but what are we going to be doing on TV Let's do some. Let's do something different. Let's chill with the legends. So okay. on, on chilling with the legends show, it's not. It's, it's legends. It's legends from any industry. It's, it's, it's a different show altogether. Okay. But now, I, I my dream. I don't know if I. Yeah. Let, let me just talk about it. Yeah. It's in a boat. Mm. 
is chilling with diligence in the boat. Oh, there at Hartis, there's, mm. there's a boat there. There's a boat that we're gonna be on using. the dam. Okay, so we, yeah. yeah, on the dam, we're chilling in there. Mm. Mr. DJ is there. Mm. People, some people are sitting there sipping cocktail. You see, then there you are and me. We're sitting with a legend. We we're talking. Yeah. Then Mr. Then there's a little stage there. There's Mr. DJ also ready there. So when mm. we take a break, Mr. DJ is playing something. Then when we come back, we talk with the legend. Then there's a there's an artist ready to perform. Okay. Maybe Makati or or Mugello or whoever mm. you know is is ready to perform at the end of the show. Mm. Now, on the chilling with the legend, it's not only that legend of music. Mm. We can chill with a legend from politics. Okay. No? Okay. We can chill with a legend from modeling agency mm. somewhere, some someone, or you know. Mm. Let me sell that. We can chill with yeah. a legend from, yeah, from the business side. Mm. Mm. I like that. We can, yeah, you can chill with a legend from the, the editor of some magazine mm. or a, a, the founder of a certain record label. Mm. Mm. You see, it's it's gonna be a different show altogether of approaching these things. We're gonna chill with a legend of a principal who did something different and education some somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you see. Now, like so, that. I when like we say chilling with a legend, we 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 are not really gonna be focusing on Guaido guys or Amapiano guys. Or, mm. Yeah, we can chill with a legend from Amapiano side. It's okay, no yeah, problem. Yeah, can chill with Maporesa. Is now getting to be a Madala. Is getting to be. Is already a legend. Yes. So, he's, yes. he's he fits to be on the show. We mm. chill with him one mm. day. Maporesa is there. Mm. Someone is busy preparing something to drink for us. As we speak, they put drinks. You can see the thing is is raw. It's like yeah. it's happening. Like yeah. we're talking, somebody's serving drinks for us. We drink. I love that. Then love at some that. after some time, they they put beggars there. I love eat, that. And the Mr. DJ is playing. Like the, 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 the when you look at the the, the, the surrounding, the background of mm. all of that, it's it's life. Some mm. some people are chilling there with a. Hubbly bubbly. Mm. Some are sipping champagne there. Some mm. are just discussing something there by Some the boat business. at the end of the boat. Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's busy. It's a it's a busy setup. No, no. Thank so you for chilling. sharing. Thank you yeah. for sharing so, a, a little nutshell about the show. We we look forward to that. And <laughs> and, and, and we as Hellboy Productions, we definitely behind Bopilo Art Solutions uh, as a partner to further you know create more work and also empower our artists and you know give them a better chance in the industry. Any shout outs that you might yeah. have currently? Sorry, because of time, uh, my producer is already showing me a red flag. Uh, please oh, send out some shout outs. S- send out some shout outs to anybody that you care about currently. Hey man, hey man, the shout out man, yeah man, that is the other yeah. The shout out man to my daughter Bukilo, my another daughter of mine that I love so much, Kalista. Nice. Mm. Shout out to my mom and shout out to you guys in the show there. You you guys are rocking, you know. Oh, that, right? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, sir. And shout out to all the musicians, the artists in the music industry. All I'm gonna tell them is that mu- music workshops is gonna change the way they approach the business. Okay. And that them the workshops we're gonna be bringing them uh, from from our side on music groups. And if things go well with Hardboy Productions, we, they we're are hoping go and well. believing that yes. We might ex- expand into 
expand into a podcast that will be bringing those workshops okay yeah. nice i love that podcast would be dope as well we yeah. are looking forward to actually going into yes. podcasting as well yeah great stuff yeah i like that a big shout out goes out to pumi maduna from maduna productions also one of oh, our partners so pumi. yes 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 i uh, will be working together on a new show as well called the reggae inferno yeah some great stuff coming up sir and thank you very much for actually being with us you know tonight on the show uh we are going to be posting the interview on spotify as well and mixed loud and our people will be able to get it and listen to it so it's going in your profile because you know this is legendary stuff this is part of our history this is part of our culture and where we come from so it's good to honor our legends while we still have them and even suck that wisdom and knowledge from them that can help us live a better life going into the future yeah so it's been quite a blessing uh to be with you tonight and thank you for for sharing all the stories all the best for the workshops all the best for Wopilo Art Solutions and yeah I know you're still kicking uh you're not retiring you're not a soccer player <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man thank you for having me man I'm, I'm so excited and thanks to the listeners of uh, Black Culture Radio yes yeah, salute I'm proud of Black Culture Radio yes yeah. yes lovely stuff yeah my studio producer Jay Boy is also saying hala 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 He's like, great interview. He's listening in on the other end. Yeah, amazing stuff, man. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, yes. Thank you so much. I'm going to close off. Thank you so much, my brother. I'm going to close off our interview with your song, Azishe. I've got the radio edit with me here. So I'm going to play that song. Could you please just introduce, yeah. please just introduce the song. And right after that, I'll be going straight into it. All right, uh, thanks to the listeners of Black Culture Radio. My name is Tronix Madibe, and my so my new song is called Azisha. It's on the Amapiano Deep Gong compilation. And to say just a little bit about the song, the song is about Azisha, you know, Hubbly Bubbly. You just mm. puff, you pass to another one. It's, okay. it's about Hubbly Bubbly. Oh, it's a yeah, Hubbly Bubbly. Hub- and it's and part of the Amapiano yeah, culture. <laughs> Yes, it's hubbly bubbly uh, kind of a setup. You okay. know, they're sitting there. It's in in the middle of them. I just puff puff and give you, you puff puff. You give this other lady. She puff puff. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. No. Nice stuff, man. Yeah. Now I'm running the song now. Azishe, the radio edit, yo, by Tronics Madibe. Tronics Walefati. It's been great having you, my senior, my elder, and yeah, we're looking forward to doing some more amazing work together. We should work on a collaboration as well, which I will later play on the coming shows, right? Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much, DJ Muzelo, for having me on the show. That made my day. Thank salute, you. salute, salute. Now have a nice one. We'll talk again soon. Danko. 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 Thank you. Well, that was the voice of one like Tronics Madibe. Yeah, he is a quite pioneer. He was there when the sound actually started. Him and Arthur Mafukate worked on a sound that took over South Africa by storm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been so nice getting some knowledge, getting some wisdom, you know, some tips for the artists, for executives, for producers, and also, you know, some stories and how Kwaito came to be the sound that it was. Amazing stuff. And Kwaito is still there. Big up to all the Kwaito producers and artists out there. In the background, I'm playing a song called Azishi. BCR. 
Yes, a big shout out goes out to all our listeners tuning in worldwide. Thank you very much for staying tuned to the Piano Capital right here on Black Culture Radio. That was our interview with our special guest from South Africa, South African legendary producer, Tronics Madibe Azishe. This is the final shutdown. Do catch us every Wednesday night right here on Black Culture Radio for the Piano Capital. Tell your friends, family, and network. DJ Mojello alongside my producer, Jay Howboy, will be kicking it, man. Bringing you the best. I'm a piano music and culture. Well, tonight we were celebrating Kwaito music and its impact on South African music and the Ama Piano sound. And I think nobody could have done it better than one electronics Madibe. Azishe. your hands and thank God for your life. Oh yes, do follow us on all social media platforms at the Piano Capital and that is the Piano Capital with a K. Yes, do also check us out on Spotify where we upload our show recordings. So yeah, if you want to listen to the interview again or maybe you want to pass it to a friend do check out our spotify page and you can also follow black culture radio on youtube and on mixcloud Oh yes, I hope the rest of January treats you well. Yes, we are in the year 2023 and a lot of people are coming up with resolutions. What I'd like to say is sometimes we end up not doing what we set off to do when the year started. So this year we are going to go for the goals, go for the dreams, you know, make our dreams a reality. Yes, we are at the end of the show. Right after this, you can check out King Gemini with the Upload Show, bringing you the best reggae and dancehall music. Yes, do catch us again next week Wednesday. It's been nice. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. We are Black Culture Radio. We are Black Culture Radio. We are Black Culture Radio. Just keep on coming. Don't touch that dial. This is BCR.